few days ago, we put in rest one of uh, my friends. Although I didn't really share a close relationship with him, but I knew him by distance. He was a new guy at my local church, very devoted, very passionate, very humble, and very, very peaceful to be around, you know. But when I heard of his passing, I was very devastated. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't take the news. You know, it was very unbearable. And what what really struck me was called one of my friends to really find out what what had transpired. And I was telling me they were actually making plans that uh, when the both knock off from work, the plan to meet the church to just uh, reyes uh, because the dude was in the press team. You know, so already there, like they spoke early in the morning, making uh, the plan to let them meet the church and just a fellowship. You know what I mean? Just uh, sing, sing to God uh, and all that stuff. And you want to know this? This guy was very devoted, very committed, very, very committed. And yeah. One thing that was very devastating was the nature of his death. It was quite tragic, you know. And when, when I heard of what exactly transpired, man, I was beat to the ground, you know what I mean? Like, I was very, very devastated. In fact, I remember I was, uh, I was making a research about something. I couldn't even proceed, you know, because my mind was just like knocked out, you know. Very devastating news. And right in that moment, I started asking myself, but God, why would you let that happen? I mean, you, you could have prevented that accident. You could have stopped it. But why did you let this young man die like that? You know, I was quite bothered. And... I just told God, you know, I'm I'm very sorry if this is wrong to ask, but I'm wondering why that should happen, why you would let that happen, you know. So because I was very overwhelmed, I called my friend and I asked him some question, but do it. Why would God allow such a thing? You guys were actually planning to let her meet to uh, seeing, you know, and obviously just have fellowship. But how do you what what do you think God would let that happen? My friend didn't say a thing, and I hung up. When I got home, I asked Dad the same question. But why would God let that happen? To be honest with you, I was very bothered, very very bothered, and it was very overwhelming to be in that moment. So I got in my room and just sat down, started thinking, and it was as if her head. God whispered to me and thoughts that are running my mind. You know, this life that we are living now, this place, earth, man, this is not our home. We, we need to settle that truth in our minds. This is not our home. This life that we have is temporal. You know what I mean? We are all transitioning to something internal, to something infinite. You know, so this life we have at the moment, it's super temporal and it's appointed for every man to die. You know what I mean? In the books of eternity, 
there is a time that you're going to leave this place. A lot of us, we are used to the routine. Sleep, you know that you're going to wake up tomorrow. Do your thing. Sleep, work up. Do your thing. We are kind of very used to this, to this pattern, you know. But truth be told, of course, tomorrow is never just promised. And, you know, what's super interesting is that we once had our beloved that were equally accustomed to the pattern of you're going to sleep, work up, uh, do their thing, sleep, work up, do their thing. But one day, their tomorrow was not guaranteed. And they left this earth. And time is going to come that my tomorrow, your tomorrow is not going to be guaranteed. But not to uh, dodge the question, why would God let that happen? You know, a lot of us, especially Christians, we have this uh, position. No, he has died a premature death. You know, uh, maybe that was not his time. I mean, we all don't know. You know, and as long as we don't know, as long as we don't know, we should stay away from the position of making a comment like oh that's a premature death he has died before his time my belief especially for the fact that I'm a child of God is that man scripture tells me no weapon fashion against thee shall prosper you know for me I believe that you know what I mean so the established truth is that there's no power of darkness uh, that can prevail to terminate my life. So if I die today, I don't want nobody to come and say, oh no, um, uh, he's died prematurely. He has died before his time. No. If I leave this earth, it is because God has seen it defeated as should. So now, first started right in my head when I was asking the question but why would you let the dude die like that you know God you got the party prevent that you have the party stop that but why and whispers started right in my head how you leave this earth doesn't matter and uh, the nature of your death doesn't matter it doesn't question my integrity as God so how someone dies how someone then transitions to uh, to eternity doesn't matter you know because death is guaranteed death is guaranteed so there isn't a suitable way for a Christian to die there isn't appropriate way that a believer should die you know However, you transition from this temporal life to something eternal, shouldn't matter. Of course, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get beat. Like, man, that was a painful death. Yes, it was. But the nature of a of a believer's death should not send Christians to a place where now they begin to ask, but if he's a caring God, why would he let that happen? If indeed is a God that protects us. Why would he let that happen? 
However, the nature of how we transition from this one life to the other doesn't matter. So there isn't a suitable way that a, a believer should die. There isn't a suitable way that a, non, a non-Christian should die. We can transition from this temporal life to the next, however. We could transition from this one life to the other, however. For some, it could be painful. For some, it would be a peaceful transition. And all that does not question the integrity of God and does not put God on question as to whether he protects his people, you know. But one thing that you want to believe, even if you see a child of God die in a very, in a very painful uh, death, a painful way, you got to know God allowed it because the enemy has got no authority over God. Like, that's my belief. That's what I believe. And that's the truth. You know, the enemy has got no authority over God's plan over your life. So if the enemy has been trying to get rid of your life, you want to know that God has been protecting you. So for the very fact that you're alive today, I promise you there is a hand of God behind it. I know this sounds quite unpopular, but for me, it's a liberating truth. It's, it's my liberating opinion. So however, my beloved are going to transition from this temporal life to the next. It shouldn't send me to a place where I begin to question the sovereignty of God. It should not send me to a place where I begin to question as to whether God indeed protects us. It should not send me to a place where I begin to question as in why would God allow such a thing to happen. I'm in no position to certify one's death as premature death. You know what I mean? I'm in no position to certify one's death as, yeah, premature death as most of us Christians say. No, he has died before his time. For the fact that he's a child of God, man, I promise you, God knows it. If it was the work of the enemy, God was going to stop it. You know, absolutely, he was going to stop it. He has the power to do that. It's not, it's not letting the enemy destroy your life. You want to believe that. So one of my favorite scriptures uh, in the Bible is Romans 8.28. All things work together for the good of those who love him and call according to his purpose. Everything is working for my good. Everything is working for your good. Even that which you cannot see, especially even that which you can't understand, is working for your good. God knows better. God knows better. So just to digress a little bit, we we know that this life that we are living is temporal. You know, we are just passing through. This place is not our home. We are just passing through. So we have established the truth. This is not our home. We are just passing through. And soon and very soon, we'll keep transitioning from this one life to the other. And remember what I said, how we transition from this one life to the other should not send us to a place where we question the integrity of God as him being our protector. So I remember back in uni, preparing for exams, man, I'd sleepless nights, just studying, 
trying to understand, trying to be ready for this exam. So if you're preparing for an exam, it will be very unwise of you to spend four hours just on social media. It will be very unwise of you to spend most of your time hanging out, chilling. Obviously, you might not, you might not have, you might not exactly have uh, clear that exam because you didn't put in adequate preparation. But I remember how demanding the preparations would be uh, back in uni, man. Spend most of your time in libraries, studying, researching, you know, in group discussions and stuff like that. Just preparing for those exams. Because it's guaranteed that you you definitely have to sit for those exams. So <laughs> you you put in the necessary work because it's a guarantee that tomorrow you're gonna sit for an exam. But I don't know how we seem to forget it. I don't know how we seem to uh, kind of take it lightly that this life that we got now, this temporal life we got now is is like a preparation phase, preparing for the transition into the real life now. You know, I don't know how we kind of seem to forget it. In as much as we know that it's guaranteed because we've once had friends that we used to hang around with and whatnot, but they're no more. They're gone. We buried them. So, one thing is sure, death is sure. <laughs> you know, you, you can't hide it. You can't, you can't run away from it, man. It's definite. It's sure. One day we are all going to transition. And this time that God has given us is like a time to prepare for this examinative eternity. That how we seem not to care. How we seem not to really pay much attention to the very fact that I'm sitting for an exam that will come when I won't even expect it. So in this case, I mean the transitioning from this life to the other. So if then this transition is guaranteed and not to lose a thought, however we transition does not question the integrity of God, does not put to question the fact that God is our protector does not put to question the fact that God is our shelter. And we should not be in a position to certify one's death as premature, as before his time. You, you, you have no idea about the books of eternity. We have no idea. To none has that been revealed. You know, so obviously, what you don't know, you don't comment. You, you stay away. You don't react to what you don't know. You know, that's like you just sit and you start thinking, I, I feel like my wife is cheating on me. And you stop talking to your wife. You're very rude, very arrogant, sarcastic. And she asks you, but why are you being sarcastic? Uh, you go like, I've got an instinct that you must be cheating on me. That would be quite unwise, you know, because you don't know, man. Those are just thoughts that are running in your head. So. It's very wrong to make decisions on assumptions. You, you don't make a choice on, on the basis of an assumption. You don't decide on the basis of an assumption. But to make informed decisions, you want to have clear evidence. You want to have full knowledge of something for you to make a, a very informed 
decision, a very informed choice. So you and I, we are not in the position to certify anything as premature or before the right time. Not to lose you. We are, we are going to transition from this life to the next. And one thing for sure is guaranteed. This transition is going to be there. But how are you preparing for this transition? Because for sure, we'll both transition. And the little time that we have on this earth, the little time that we have in this temporal life, God absolutely wants us to make the best use of it. He wants us to live the best of life that we possibly can while we have the time. Because we are in a realm where time is ticking, you know, and the books of eternity are in respect of this realm where time counts. One thing I want to emphasize is that in all it all, God still remains God. God still remains God. He still remains my protector. He still remains my provider. He still remains my sustainer. However, whatever I might be going through now does not put to question the ability of God to provide. I might be lacking now, but that does not mean God is not a provider. I might be unwell now. That does not mean God is not a healer. Everything, everything is under control. As long as my life is in God's hands, he knows better. I might be going through pain now, he knows why he's letting me go through that. I might be going through difficult times now, for the fact that my life is in God's hands, he knows why he's letting me go through that. One thing I know for sure is that the enemy has got no authority over my destiny. And that's one thing that you gotta know, the enemy has got no authority over your destiny. The enemy has got no authority over your marriage. The enemy has got no authority over your career, over your family. And you, you want to believe that. You know, you want to stop believing that. So, in all the beautiful attributes of God, note that you, you're you going to doubt the rest and believe on maybe three or two or something. No, you absolutely believe in all, God, in all the attributes of God. But you want to hold on to a little something. God, I know you as my provider. And throughout your life, you hold on to that belief. You enthrone that belief on your heart. To say, am I believing in luck now? But I know that my God will provide. Things might look tough today, but I know that my God will provide. So don't let your moment of luck, your moment of unprogressiveness, send you to a place where you begin to question as to whether God indeed provides. We should never question God's integrity. Never should we question any of God's attributes. If he has said he's a provider, believe it. However your life looks like, just believe it. I mean, indeed, God is my provider. If he has said he's a protector, if any thieves break in your house and they steal every precious thing that you have, still believe that God is a protector. If he has said he's a healer and he just lost your mom to cancer, still believe that God is a healer. For the fact that your mom died from cancer, any disease, any sickness should not put you to a place where you now begin to question as to whether God really heals. Indeed, God heals. And there's a reason why he let that happen. But you might not know it. 
But again, scripture says all things work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So you know what you want to start doing now. Whatever you're going through, you might be in a moment of lack right now. You might be in a moment of pain right now. But God is still the comforter. You might be in a moment of confusion, uh, destruction. God still remains your peace. And no situation should send you to a place where you begin to question the sovereignty of God, the integrity of God, the dignity of God. Whatever we got through, let it just be. And let God be the God of the ease. Let's let him just be where he is, seated on his throne. Whatever we got through, we'll still look up to him and say, you are still a good God. In pain, you're still a good God. In worry, you're still a good God. In death, you're still a good God. Let God be God. And whatever we got through, should not send us to a place where we begin to question, where was God? He was right there. And there's a good reason why he let it happen. Absolutely, there's a good reason why he let it happen. Only if you believe that your life is in God's hands. But the enemy can have authority over your life if your life is independent of God's leading, of God's purpose, of God's will. You know, it's like you, you're about to receive something uh, dropping off the sky and that thing should, for you to get it, you should be at the same place and you decide to move right at the time that that thing is dropping from the sky. You definitely miss it. That thing won't hit your head because then you're left the position. So as long as your position is in Christ, your position is in God, I promise you the enemy has got no authority over your life. The enemy has got no authority over your destiny. But as long as you leave that position, then you you easily become a target and the enemy might attack anytime soon. But as long as you remain in God, you want to believe that the enemy, the devil, has no authority over anything that concerns your life. The devil has no authority over your next breath. The devil's got no authority over your career. The devil's got no authority over your family, over your marriage, over your children, over your wife, over your husband, over your business. He has no authority because then your position is in Christ. So then whatever happens, as long as your position is in Christ, whatever happens, I want you to remember this should not send you to a place where you begin to question the integrity of God. Never, 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 never should you question the integrity of God. There's a good reason why he let that thing happen. There's a good reason why your mama died that way. God knows. So, let's purpose it in our hearts not, not to ever, not to ever, ever question the integrity of God. Thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast. If you've not subscribed to the I Believe podcast, go to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. 